Hey there, it's Jamie Scrimger here, and you're listening to the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. I'm a wife, a mom, a stepmom, a coach, a conversation opener, and a BS caller. Eight years ago, I found myself sitting on the bathroom floor, bawling my eyes out, wondering what the heck I was thinking, marrying a man with three kids and an ex-wife. Look, don't get me wrong. I was madly in love. The kids were great. But being a stepmom is, well, it's just complicated. If you know, you know. As a 26-year-old with zero experience in the parenting department, I went to the internet for support. But I was disappointed with what I found. So I decided to create the type of support I was looking for. Raw, real, solution-focused conversations about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. Life can be hard, really freaking hard. But it's entirely possible to thrive amongst the tough stuff. Each week, I will bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Let's do this. All right. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. So today is a fun episode. Darren and I are going, well, we're not going to, we are, we are here sitting down and doing a little thing called confirming or debunking the assumptions about us. So I saw this, actually did this as a personal episode a few months back, and I'll link that for you guys. I confirmed or debunked your assumptions about me, but for this episode, we are going to do it about our marriage. So I found this idea on someone's Instagram stories, and I was like, wow, that would be fun. So that's what we are doing. It's marriage themes because we're in February. It's the love month. So we are going to dive in and uh, yeah, go through some of the assumptions that you guys submitted on Instagram. Some of them are like bang on, some of them are not. So welcome, Darren. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being here again at seven in the morning. This is like our best podcast time. Yeah, I guess it is. It's our most often podcast time. I think it's the only time we really have time to sit down and do a podcast episode together. So that's probably why that's when we do it. Time management, right? Time management. All right. So let's just dive right in to some of the assumptions that people sent in. So the first one is that you readily discuss everything and easily find compromises to solutions when your opinions differ. I think easily kind of trips me up there. I don't know how easy it is to come. Yeah, easy is not the word I would use, but we do compromise. I think we compromise, yeah. We used to not maybe as much, but I think we do a lot more now. I think we used to fight, butt heads. <laughs> it wouldn't be a long fight, but we certainly would butt heads on a lot of things, but now I think we're, we're better. Yeah. I think we compromise in that. I know there's things that are super important to you. And if you're really stuck on it, I'm like, fine, whatever. I disagree, but whatever. And you're the same with me. Like there's things that I really prioritize and they're important to me. And so you're like, fine, whatever. Yeah. That's kind of our compromises. We, we pick our battles. I think so. Yeah. All right. So it can get rowdy sometimes, but you move past the issues reasonably quickly. So true. That is so true. Not rowdy, like we're not like pounding each other, but like it's rowdy in that. It can get heated. Heated. Or we can disagree and walk away and be mad for a minute, but then we usually come around. Yeah, like I will, if I don't agree with something or you don't agree with something, it's, we're not going to bite our tongues. Like we're always going to tell each other how we feel every single time, even if it 
hurts the other person's feelings a little bit. Yeah, we might smoothen it out a little bit, what we really think, but... Oh, am I supposed to smooth it out? Oh, maybe you don't. <laughs> no, I, I just sometimes just say what I feel in the moment, which is something that I've always obviously had to work on in life in general, but I think we can just like... Yeah, because at one point I think we had, we decided that it was better sometimes when we weren't agreeing or we took to walk away for a little bit and think about it before we actually blurted something out. Think before you speak. Yeah. We don't always do that, but... You can't always take back sometimes what you've said. That is very true. And I think we're better at that because I think sometimes we would say things and then feel bad about it and that really wasn't what we meant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I'd say it gets heated, but not real rowdy, but I think it's less and less now because we know... We're going to come to some compromise. Yeah, for sure. I think that what I like about our relationship is we can get into a blowout. We can totally disagree about something. And then an hour later, we can be like, hey, you want to watch Dateline? Or do you want to watch a movie? Or I'll say, what do, what's, what do I say? And you used to kind of make fun of me. Do you want to move on? Or do you want to um, turn it around? I say, do you want to turn it around? And you'll be like, you can't say those things, Jamie, and then just like turn it around. Yeah, because, you know, you, if you do have a blowout and you say things, it sometimes takes somebody a little bit of time to get over it. And I think now we both realize we've got to be careful what we say because it's not just easy all of a sudden to say things and then just be, okay, let's be fine now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm better at doing that than you are. I can just turn it around. You like to turn it around quicker, if, especially when you feel guilty. I think that you were the, in the wrong. I'm not often in the wrong, though, so that's a very rare occasion. I don't know. Your stepchildren never pose a stressor. I think all kids pose a stressor. Like, I think kids sometimes are stressors because they're things that you need to do. You have different opinions. Like, I would say, yeah, they do pose a stressor. Uh, yeah, I th- and I think that's just kids. I think you've got individual personalities, and, and in a step situation, it can be more difficult because, again, I might go along with something that you totally disagree with. And that causes you stress. Well, it pisses me off. Or stress. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And because sometimes we have different opinions on how we should do things with the kids. And there's things that I don't agree with and that you're like, it's not a big deal. Like, you know, this is, this is okay. And you ultimately get the final say on the kids, which is fine. It totally makes sense. But that can be a stressor for me at times when I don't agree. But that really is something, guys, that I've learned to let go. Because I'm like, you know what? He gets to make the call on that. And it's not worth the turmoil that it causes in our marriage. Now, there are times where I'm like, no, this is a hard no. But I've learned to pick my battles on that so that the times when I really want to make a stance, it's, I, I have more, it has more power because I haven't been bitching about everything. I totally agree with that. I think we've had a conversation about that, that, you know, pick your battle. If you, if you're, if you constantly nag about everything, then it just becomes water under the bridge and it's, it's not as effective. Yeah. And... Um, but when you really take a stand, I realize, okay, she really doesn't like this idea or doesn't like this happening or doesn't want to do this. or So you really have to decide. And, and that took you a while because I think you used to pick every battle. That took me a really long time. Darren always shows or conveys appreciation for all that you do in the family unit. I think I'm very appreciative, but at times I probably forget. Well, yeah. I think just you get busy. I think it's like any husband-wife situation, yeah. You're, you're busy and consumed in your own day and you forget because you've maybe been very busy or had a million things or a million balls in the air and you, you know, you're trying to juggle all this stuff that you've been doing other things that are very important and, mm-hmm. and you might not feel appreciated, but it could be because I 
busy and I maybe don't feel appreciated. So, mm-hmm. but I think in general we do appreciate each other, and we'll take a moment to step back and say, "Hey, you know that was a busy week, and thanks for all your help." Or you'll say, "Hey, what can I do to help you?" And I'll really appreciate then that, yeah, you know what, you've been helping me because I've been able to continue on with my busy schedule, and and you've taken care of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. One thing I really appreciate that you do is when you get accolades with your business or any growth with your business, you're always like, I couldn't do this without Jamie. And I, I've always appreciated that since day one, because, you know, you're out there working and, you know, grinding and doing all that you do. And, you know, you work very, very hard, but you have been able to do that because since day one, I've kind of taken care of the home front. And that's kind of how we decided to divide things up. So I do know there's a lot of spouses who are at home and the partner's out working and they feel like they don't get any credit what's the word credit yeah credit for all that they do to keep everything moving and you've always given me that credit so thank mm-hmm. you yeah <laughs> and I will step up and and help you on days that you need help too so you you also have to reciprocate mm-hmm. you know I do yeah I give you credit and you take care of that but then you'll be you know I've got something going on or you know I need to do something and and you know I'll basically take a whole Saturday and and back you up. Mm -hmm, For sure. And like it's 7 a.m. and you're in the busiest season of your business and you're doing a podcast. Like this is not, you could be doing a hundred other things and starting your day and getting going, but you support me too. So yeah, I think think we're very give and take on that. You go to bed at the same time every night. No. No. I like to, in my perfect world, I'm horizontal at 7.30 p.m. I could be reading a book. I could be watching a show, journaling, doing something. I go to bed very early, and Darren does not at all. Yeah, I think I need to kind of wind down for my day. I sometimes have things that I want to do. I also need my chill time. Yeah. You'll be like, I'm going to go for a run after dinner. I'm like, you're going to go for a run right now? Like, I could literally go to sleep. Like, my jobs are done. So you definitely, you could be up till like 10.30, 11. 12 sometimes, 12. Just, just depends, yeah. 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 Whereas I get up really early too. So I get up at five, you get up around seven. So we just have, it's actually really nice because that gives us our alone time too. So you get your alone time at night. I kind of get my alone time in the morning. It's not always like that, but we definitely don't go to bed at the same time. That you are more strong-willed and that your husband is more of a go with the flow type. No, I'm go with the flow. I'm easy going. <laughs> I don't know. I'd say we both have a bit of those attributes. Yeah. So areas where you're go with the flow, I maybe not so much. And Or I go with the flow for a while, and then I just stop the flow and turn the other way because yeah. I don't agree with it. Maybe but I will try to go with the flow to keep the peace, to, to just get things done. To, But I think after a while, I... Go to Snapsville. I don't know if I snap, but I just need to... If, if it's not the flow I like, I go different directions. Yeah, no, for sure. But I, I've always said this about us, like things that I think are a big... And you'll pivot too. Yeah, things that I think are a big deal, you don't. And things that I think are a big deal are things that you think are a big... You get what I'm saying. But we really complement each other on that because there is that balance. Mm-hmm. All right. That you're romantic. I can be at times. I don't think you're that romantic. <laughs> no? No, sorry. <laughs> I don't think you're that romantic. Like, I feel like romance is like flower petals and like, sometimes you do the love notes. That's romantic. So sometimes when Darren goes away for the weekend, he'll leave like notes around the house. Or remember when you used to leave me those like voice note messages on your playbook? Mm-hmm. You just stop doing that. No, I leave written notes. Yeah, you leave written notes. Or used to, 
leave me like videos or chocolates and wine for the weekend. So you were really romantic at the beginning. I, you know what? I think a lot of guys, they try to be really romantic at the beginning and they need to be really realistic about their ability to keep it up because I guess time goes on, it does fizzle out. So I don't know. Did I insult you? No, I, but I think I make a lot of effort to take you away and do special things for you that I would consider romantic. 100%. But I guess, I, I guess it's how you define romance. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, I don't lay out rose petals and things like that for you. But Yeah. I guess you're kind of romantic. <laughs> but you're right. It does. Yeah. I guess I quit doing some of that stuff. Yeah, you did. Okay. So that you never go to bed angry. Not true. No, I'd say most of the, most of the time we don't, but there's the odd time we're still ticked off. Yeah, we go to bed. I think sometimes it's important to go to bed angry. Like, I think it's okay to go to bed ang- angry because sometimes you need time to cool off. Like that whole never go to bed angry thing. I don't know about that. Well, you can't always solve the issue. You know, I, I know there's been mornings where you come storming in the room and I'm like, okay, we didn't settle last night. I know what's coming here. <laughs> you know? I don't storm. <laughs> well, you, you thud, in, thud in pretty good. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I can go to bed pissed off and then in the morning, then in the morning I want to have the conversation and you're still sleeping, but I'm up at five. So that actually doesn't go over well either. Right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> that you're past the legal junk. No, we're not. Nope. That's a no. That always keeps going. We would like to be. Yeah, soon, I think. Hoping. We try. You're inclu- you included the kids in your wedding. We very much did. Madison stood up with me. Uh, my stepsons stood up with you. But my youngest stepson was like five when we got married. They didn't want to wear suits, so we wanted to make this as nice an event for them because it was a, a change in their life. And, uh, you know, we didn't make them wear suits, but they were cute in their ties and... It didn't match. The shirts were untucked. I had this, like, all these these little tuxes picked out for them. And then I heard that they were just not feeling good about wearing the tuxes. And then I was like, you know what? Who cares? So they picked out, like, a colored shirt that they wanted to wear untucked. I think only one of them wore a tie. And, yeah, they basically played in the frog pond. Did their hair. They, they enjoyed it. They oh, had, yeah. They had lots of fun. It was nice. But it was nice that they were, and I wanted them to be included in the, in the whole thing. And they were thrilled to be, you know, at the yeah. time it was a big event and for, for them. And, and they'd never been in anything like that before. So yeah. it was, it was kind of cool. And that's the thing. They actually didn't have experiences with weddings. So they didn't know what to expect. Like that's the thing too. They didn't really know what a wedding would be all about. So it was really kind of easing them into that idea. I will say so many of the things that I worried about with the wedding, they aren't that big of a deal. So if you are getting married and you're, you know, maybe your stepkids aren't into certain things, just be easygoing about it. Like they just meet them where they're at because just pushing that on them is just going to, it's going to make the day not go so well. Yeah. Darren needed to be talked into having an ours baby. That is so interesting. People say that. I, I've heard that a couple of times. You can't really talk someone into having a baby with you. And if you need to talk someone into having a baby with you, I think you need to have like a, a larger conversation. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, and, and, and I agree. You never had to talk me into it. I don't think it was on my, in my thought process when we, we of course, when we first started dating, it wasn't. And, and, you know, and then when we got married, you know, we had that conversation that I had had things that you hadn't. And where no, we was had my that head before. At? No, no, I know. That's what I mean. Where was my head at with, with, with and that was, you know, getting married and stuff. But uh, yeah, no, I, I never had to be talked into it. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. 
you know, it was, it was thrilling. Yeah. It was thrilling. Yeah. At the very beginning of when we first started dating, like, I'm not kidding. We were three or four dates in. I remember lying on the bed and I've told this story before saying like, you've done things that I haven't done and I want to do. Like, I really don't think this is a conversation that you leave until you're married or until you're like two years into your relationship. Like if you want things in your life, I think it's really important to be clear about that with your partner and not think about how you can convince them to do that down the road because you can't change anyone. You can't change what they want for their life. You can't make them want things that they don't. Like it's not something that you should convince people to. I'm just going to make some comments here. You ha- when you have that conversation though, you have to take a look at where the mindset is of your partner because if they're just recently out of a marriage, that may just not be a thought. They, you know, they, they just went through a divorce and a relationship that didn't work out. And it may not be a thought because that's you know, where they're at, but it, it may not mean that they don't want to get married again or they don't want to have kids. So you do want to have it early enough to know that you know, you don't, you know, if that's what you want someday and, and it's important to you that you don't waste five years of your time with somebody who will never do that because I know there are um, people who have separated or split and they will never get remarried or have kids again just for lots of reasons. But you also have to remember, I probably didn't think that way the first month after I was, you know, I knew I was getting divorced well before everyone else did. But, you know, it isn't something in the first period when you start redating again that you're thinking about, or at least I wasn't. I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going to get married, I'm going to have kids. So you you worded it a very, a very nice way because I hadn't really thought of it, but I was like, yeah, that is something that, you know, is, is, is going to maybe be important to you and how do I feel about you and how am I going to feel about you down the road? So if you, if you think they're against that, they may not be. It may just be their timing because of, of, of separation. I mean, I was right away when you and I had that conversation, I was, you know, yeah, I, 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 I don't have anything against marriage. I love kids. I don't have anything against that. I, unfortunately, my relationship didn't, my first relationship didn't work out. But again, I know some of my friends who have separated, you know, that would have been the last thing they thought of. But now as time goes on they're, you know, I, I can think of one in particular that, that uh, was open to that, mm-hmm. but wasn't within the first year after separation. For sure. But I think as you're starting to get serious and like build a life together, you need to have those conversations. Oh, absolutely. If that's the direction you're going and you, you, you want to know what each other, what, what each other wants or what's important to the other person. And can you, can you live with that? Mm-hmm. It's like getting a dog. Some people don't want a dog. They'll never want a dog. They never want a pet. But you might have somebody that, you know. Do you feel like a dog and a kid is the same? Well, I've got a friend who dated a girl and she had to have her dog everywhere and he couldn't stand the dog. He goes, I really liked her, but, you know, and, and the relationship just never got far enough because he couldn't stand the dog. And I mean, this, I don't even know why I'm rambling on about a dog right now. A dog and a kid are very different, <laughs> but I do I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? As I have been sharing, a huge focus of mine in 2022 is to simplify life. I want to create ease and stop feeling like I'm being pulled in all different directions. Making that happen involves creating systems and delegating. I have spent a lot of time going through and seeing where I can delegate and create systems in my life to create more ease and flow in my day. I'm done with the hustle. I'm done feeling like I can't get ahead. I know there are easier ways to manage business, parenting, and life. A huge part of the system involves outsourcing whenever possible, and that's where HelloFresh comes in. I worked with HelloFresh for a couple years now, and they never disappoint. With easy, family-friendly dinners right to your door, you can cut down on the time spent shopping, prepping, cooking, and meal planning. 
you get fresh seasonal pre-portioned ingredients with everything you need. There are 30 plus recipes to choose from every week that you can whip up in as little as 20 minutes. We even have a rural address and the box is left at our doorstep. The big sell for me is the flexibility though. You can choose your meals a month in advance, skip deliveries on weeks when it doesn't work for your schedule, or you can change your address if you're gonna be away or up at the cottage. When we use HelloFresh, we end up saving money on groceries. I highly, highly recommend trying them out. And if you like potatoes, their potato wedges and homemade ranch are the freaking best. Head to www.hellofresh.ca and use the code SJamie16 for up to 16 free meals. That's hellofresh.ca and use the code SJamie16 for up to 16 free meals. And seriously, you need to try the potato wedges. If you have been to my website in the last couple of months, you will have noticed that it is totally revamped in the best possible way. I have been asked so many times who I hired to do my website and the answer is me. I used one of Tonic Site Shop's templates and guys, every time I go to my website, I am in awe that I did it on my own. Tonic's Show It templates are fully customizable, gorgeous on any device, with a seamless WordPress blog to match and SEO power that will blow your mind. There's no code, no tears, no limits. I know people who have spent thousands of dollars on customized websites and ended up feeling disappointed. But with Tonic, you do not have to search high and low for the right designer or spend endless hours, money, and bottles of wine trying to nail down your online presence. You just download your template, upload it to show it, customize it to fit your online brand, and bam, you've got a gorgeous, user-friendly website. Now, I have been blogging and podcasting for several years now, and I had a lot of content that I needed to switch over to WordPress from my previous provider, so I was a little reluctant to make the switch. I didn't want to mess any of the links up or the content that I've shared over the years, but it was so simple. Show it took care of the switch and all my content was moved over to WordPress. No big deal. On my old provider, I felt stuck with the template. I wanted to move things around and change fonts, but I couldn't. It was so complicated. But Tonic Site Shop's templates are incredibly user-friendly with just drag and drop design. And you can customize anything fonts, colors, layouts, like endless options. And it looks good on every device. No more saying, really, it looks way better on the computer. It looks great on mobile too. So when I decided to redesign my website, I wanted to create a user-friendly experience for you guys. I wanted you to be able to navigate the website seamlessly, get all the information that you needed and feel like you were personally connecting with me as you scroll through the page. I feel like I've done that and more. My only regret is that I didn't do this sooner. So if you are ready for a website that feels like it was made for you, because it kind of was, I have a code for you. So you can use the code KICKASSSTEPMOM for 20% off your template. Head to www.tonicsiteshop.com and use the code KICKASSSTEPMOM, all caps, for 20% off your template. The hardest part will be choosing what template you want because they are all freaking gorgeous. KICKASSSTEPMOM for 20% off any website template. You're welcome. Okay, so next one. Oh, Darren controls the finances, but you're like, yeah, whatever. You don't control the finances. like. No, we make decisions together financially. I think I do a lot of the day-to-day -day stuff. You handle the finances. Yeah, and I think that's just one of the jobs we've allocated to me. Like, you you know, you, you look after other things. I think that's one of my, 
my jobs to make sure, you know, that things are in order and that we're, you know, and we're doing certain things. That we're paying our bills. Yeah. You know, of course that's, and that, but I'd say any, any big financial decisions we always discuss and we sort of look at our future together and we make, Mm -hmm. make decisions on, on uh, spending and so forth together. And this is another area where we do compromise because there are things that you'll spend money on that I'm like, are we really spending money on that? Like, why is that important? And then there's things that I'll spend money on and you're, you don't see it, but we, we have conversations about why that's important to the other person. And we do have a little bit of give and take and compromise around that, but we always talk about it. Yeah. I think it's important over, you know, maybe when you're first together, you don't talk about it as much, but I think over time you really want to try to be on the same page mm-hmm. because finances can really drop, you know, stick a wedge in between two people. And it, sometimes it's just a misunderstanding. For sure. And that's, and it doesn't matter whether you keep yours totally separate or whether you, you know, work together with things, but we work together and have, but I think, you know, everyone has to have an understanding or it makes it, makes it a, a touchy subject sometimes. Mm-hmm. I would say I am more whatever about finances though, than you are. I'll, I'll, I'm more, I'll, f- I'll buy it now and I'll figure it out later. And you're more like, that's actually not how you do it. Right. But I'm working on it. <laughs> you both compromise a lot, which we've talked about. I think we do very much. Here's one. It took him time to value your opinion as much as his kids. He's more patient with them than you. I think you put your opinion on me more than the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I don't know whether I value yours more or the kids more. The kids were younger when you first came along. Now the kids, yeah, they have more of, of an opinion as they're older. And we've, we've, you know, certainly talked about that in the past that, you know, we want to take their opinion into consideration, obviously, but they're, they're still our kids and they need some direction. I, I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that one. I think you've always been, I'm going to come to your defense on this one. I think you've always been very cognizant of my point of view, of my opinion, of what I need to do to take care of myself. Like even at the very beginning of our relationship, remember, this is before we had Reese, we had that spare room at the end of the hall. Mm -hmm. And you're like, why don't you make that your office? It can be kind of like a kid-free zone where you can go when you need a break. And I remember when you suggested that to me, I was like, that's really weird. Like, why do I need a kid-free room? And then I moved in and like five minutes later, I'm like, yeah, I totally need a kid-free room just as place for me to go. And cause I'm more introverted. I like quiet and kids are busy and, you know, I need a workspace. So you have always very much considered my opinion and you've always backed me up. Yeah. No, like, you're right. You're right. I remember thinking that you're, you're going to need some of your own space because mm-hmm. you, you, you weren't used to, I think the busyness and the noise and there's a lot of playing. There's just a lot of playing. Mostly it's you. <laughs> you love to play. If it weren't for COVID and the kids, you guys would be always traveling together. I don't think always traveling together because we would have to work and do life. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard for my job. I can't just go off and travel. But yeah, we would go on vacation absolutely yeah. together. We, we miss doing that. It's been a couple of years. Yeah, very much. Yeah, we haven't been on an airplane in over, well over two years now. I'm like manifesting a beach. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I just want to go on a vacation. Next is that... You never compare his kids to your kids. I think all the kids are different and like there's such a big age difference that there's not really a comparison. 
Yeah, and I was just, when you said compare, I was thinking of maybe blended families where you bring in kids that are kind of the same age and, you know, there might be comparisons because kids are so different. But all of our kids are different too. You know, they're yeah. very different personalities and e even our youngest has a much different personality. But they're all different personalities, so they all have to be handled a little different or, you know, we have different relationships with them based on their personality. Mm-hmm. And I will say I'm more, I was more strict with my stepkids when they were younger than I am with Reese. Like, I definitely feel like she gets a better version of me, a more laid back version of me because there were so many things I thought were really important. And I was really trying to like be all about structure and routine and all of that with the kids. I thought that's what made me a good stepmom. And I've really eased up on things. So they definitely made things easier for her, I'd say. I'd say so too. And that also can just come with being the youngest. You know, yeah. the other ones have kind of paved the way. And, you know, you put up a lot of resistance. But when it happens now with Reese, we're used to it or we've dealt with it or it's, you know, okay, that wasn't a big deal when you look back on things. Whereas at the time you thought that was a really important thing that we had to stick to our guns on. You have a very strong bond and don't let the ex and drama come between you. I don't think there's drama anymore. No, There's not no really drama. drama. We never, we've never let the ex come between us. I mean, we've maybe disagreed on how to handle certain things, but I don't think we've ever let the ex come be between us. No, and there really is no drama. And like, you get to decide whether there's drama in your life. Like, even if you have, you're dealing with someone who is trying to cause problems, and I'm not saying this is our situation, or I'm not saying this isn't our situation. You know, if there's someone trying to cause drama or problems or make things more difficult, like, you get to decide how you respond to that. And you can minimize drama with boundaries and deciding how you're going to respond to things. Like you, you don't have to participate. What's that? You don't have to, you don't have to attend every argument that you're invited to. Right. And, and what I've found that makes it easy and why we don't get our feathers ruffled anymore is you learn about your ex and you learn what you're never going to change. You learn a situation that is always going to be very similar, whether it's difficult or easy. We, we know what's going to be a battle and what isn't. And you, it almost becomes like Groundhog Day. You're just used to it. You know, mm -hmm. we'll do something and think, okay, maybe this will solve the issues and it won't. And we don't get upset because, you know what, I kind of expected that. Mm -hmm. You learn to read them like a book and they'll surprise you the odd time, but you honestly over time, and it doesn't at the beginning because you're always trying to butt heads and trying to figure things out, whether it's to do with the kids or financially or, or with your legal issues, you're, you, you end up butting heads, but we almost now go in and hope for the best, but expect the worst. And Manage the, expectations. And, and, and then, you know, when the worst comes, it's like, okay, we figured that, mm -hmm. you know, and let's, I guess we're going to have to do it the hard way or we're not going to get something done or, and you, that way you're not, you're not fighting with each other. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you have high hopes, but you know, realistically, this is probably what's going to happen. And we even say that now. Yeah. And then plan how you're going to react ahead yeah, of time, yeah. right? So you can, you can control that reactions. But on the flip side, like I'm, I'm going to say that's going to be the same thing on the other side too. Like there's going to be things that the ex thinks for, that we're being ridiculous about and can predict how we would respond. Like there's two sides to every story. So I think that's important to remember too. Like, but you don't have to buy into any of the drama. Yeah. I think just learn, learn to navigate, uh, the terrain you're on and, and we've learned to do that over time. Mm -hmm. Stop expecting anything different. Yeah. That Darren takes the lead for the three 
older ones, but you're in charge and get the stronger opinion for Reese. I would say 100%. You take, you take the lead with like all things stepkids for me. And when it comes to Reese, I would probably get the final say. Yeah, I think so. You still weigh in on, on the, the other kids. You always weigh in. And yeah, but I guess I ultimately make the decision. But there's times when I'm busy or not around and you've made a decision and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm surprised, you know. But yeah, with Reese, I, I think you tend to tow that wagon and, and I, I go along with it. Yeah. Well, I'll, I do consult you. Like we do make decisions <laughs> together, but I definitely, if there would be a disagreement, I would be like, no, this is, this is what we're doing. You guys have date nights often. We try. We try. We, we used to. I think we used to always make an effort before COVID to spend some time alone or just, just get out together and be able to chat and on our own and have some fun. Mm-hmm. It's been harder. Yeah. But we do it sporadically or just try to find a moment to ourselves. For sure. Reese comes on a lot of our date nights now. So it'd be like literally the three of us <laughs> at a nice restaurant. She gets a Shirley Temple. We get a cocktail. We have a nice dinner. She calls it date night, and then we're like, we'll have like a 5.30 reservation. So that's kind of what date nights look like right now. And we just honestly give her our phone, and she just, she'll talk with us for a bit, and then she'll, you know, watch a YouTube video, and that's honestly our date night. I think we've also learned too, and I don't even know if you'd call it a date night or not, but we used to think a date night would be, you know, we've got to head out on the town and have a nice dinner, go for a drink somewhere. We've had a lot of nice nights, and this is maybe what COVID's brought us to do, is just sitting around our fireplace, having some wonderful conversation and having a nice night, whether we order in or or barbecue. And we didn't do that as much before. And it's really nice. You know, we don't need to go out and have a big blowout night and, you know, like we were teenagers again. We really enjoy just sitting around. We'll have a nice conversation, and then we'll go to bed at 11 o'clock. And... And it's been kind of like a date night because we have those same conversations and, you know, we dream and we, we look back on things and, and uh, we've been doing that more, more and more. And I know there's some people who are wanting to do that in their relationship and they're like, we don't really, like, what do you talk about? Like, how do you, how do you start that? Sometimes if we're just like sitting there and it's quiet, I'll be like, ask me a question. And like, we'll ask each other questions like, what's your biggest regret? Or, you know, what are you most proud of right now? Or what are you working on right now? Or how can I support you better? Like we just go back and forth and we'll ask each other questions. And it's really interesting, the conversation that comes out of that exercise. Not that it's an exercise. Yeah. And think about your dreams and where do you see yourself in a couple of years? What, you know, what's it going to be like when all the kids are gone? What do you want to do? You can also, I used to think, I used to just sort of keep my work to myself, but sometimes you'll want to hear about my day. What was my day? Why was I so busy? And I'm thinking, well, you won't really care about that, but you'll be fascinated that, you know, I, that that's what my day in, entailed. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, sometimes, yeah, you can, you can have that lull where, okay, yeah, we're with each other all the time, especially during COVID. Well, do you run out of things to say? But you and I are very good at asking open-ended questions of each other and then sort of thinking of things. You especially, you'll, you'll sort of come off with some ideas and, uh, you know, it, it might be a long-term pipe dream, but it's, it still stimulates a conversation. So I think, you know, one of the things you, you, you want to do when you're having that talk is talk about, you know, what... What do you think is important to the other person? What's important to you? And, and you can circle back around with, you know, what does this 
how does this end up for us longer term and stuff? Because I think it's great to to have those dreams, you know, especially when COVID became depressing at times. And so then we think, okay, what are we going to do when COVID's done? What's our first? When place is COVID going to be done? What's our place, first place we want to travel to if we can? You know, where? You know, how do we want to get back on track? You know, you, 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 all the worries we had at the beginning, you know, uh, what is what is the world going to look like financially, you know, when, when businesses were shutting down, you know, we were scared. But we had that conversation. It was a great conversation to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're good at that. It's fun. I like hanging out with you. Next is Darren does all the communication with the ex. You do now. Basically, yeah. But there's not much to communicate. The kids are not older. Much. The kids are older now, so it's a lot easier. Yeah, but you do. You know, I got to the point where it was just, I just felt like it was impacting my ability to show up. I was getting a lot of anxiety about it. It was causing me a lot of just frustration. And I would like honestly have anxiety when I would get a text message in because I didn't know. Well, you started to feel like a referee. And I think a referee is a fairly stressful position because, you know, you had, nobody agrees with your call. Yeah, no, totally, actually. <laughs> All the time. I think that's where you, you ended up feeling more like an intermediary or a mediator or a referee because, you know, you'd say, okay, I, 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 your ex and I talked about this and we're going to do this. And I'd be like, no, I didn't want to do it that, you know, and then you'd be okay. Well, I think that's easiest, you know, or you'd say something she didn't agree with and then she wouldn't want to talk to you. And it just became childish. So, I mean, we just, we're down to business now and Mm -hmm. it wasn't worth it. And I think that's really important to ask yourself if you're struggling, should I be communicating with the ex or not? You have to ask yourself, like, is it working? Is it helping things or making matters worse? And is it impacting your ability to show up? Like I didn't know, like when a text message would come in, I'd be like, oh, is this going to be good or bad or what? Like what I was worried about what to expect. And I was just kind of like spiraling about things because I was struggling because I really wanted to have this certain type of relationship that I just don't think is in the cards for us right now. And that caused me a lot of anxiety too. So I took myself out of the equation and as a control freak or a recovering control freak, I thought that was going to be very, very hard. And it was, but it was actually the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. And I think we had those, you know, aspirations that, that we would have this decent relationship. I'm not saying great by any means that we could communicate and, you know, when we were all around together, it would be fine. And we always were optimistic that we were going to get to that. I remember you telling me, oh, I think we're going to get to that. Or I would be like, oh, I think things are really good. And then it wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And we just never, you know, we're now a decade out and we never got there and we're not going to, I guess. And and we've just accepted that that's the relationship we have. Because mm-hmm. you see people, you see people with their exes that have wonderful relationships and we just don't. And it can, it can honestly like make you feel guilty. Right. And there's, there's two, again, two sides to every story and everyone contributes and and all of that. So it's not a blaming thing. It's just, I think it's important to remember that that's not in the cards for everyone. And that's maybe not the healthiest relationship for everyone. And, you know, I say this all the time, like sometimes the healthiest relationship is no relationship at all. And that's okay. Yeah. And we're, we're fine. You don't have to have a relationship, you know, it's, it's, you know, we're cordial and stuff because of the kids and we don't uh, want to have any issues because of the kids. We always think of, of them first. But there's no wine nights. But it's not a, you know, yeah. And it doesn't need, like you said, it does, why it doesn't need to be, you know, mm-hmm. we've, we've talked about that in the past. It's, All right. So there's two left. Darren is the organized one. I don't think that's fair. I'm pretty organized versus, I used to call you the most unorganized, organized person I ever knew. Yeah. But I think there's things where I am organized you are and there's very things where too. you're like, you have to be organized with what we do just because it's a busy household. We both run businesses. So you have to be organized. But I'd say 
I'm very organized from my business and my day with that. But sometimes when I come back, you know, you're more organized with what's going on in our household and, mm-hmm. and, and your business too. But you, you often have a whole bunch of balls flying in the air, whereas I tend to, like we've said before, I tend to methodically or systematically go from job to job to job and get them all done. But maybe I don't do as many as you. I'm not as efficient. I'm giving you a compliment here. Yeah, You're smiling. I, uh, this could go either way. Well, let's just say we both think we're pretty organized. Yeah, I'm getting better. I've actually really been focusing on that and trying to kind of get some more organization in the house and that kind of thing. And we shall see. But there's definitely areas where you're more organized than me. And I appreciate that. Okay, so last one. You're type A and he is type B. I don't know. People can't call me unorganized and then tell me, say I'm type A. Like, I feel like that contradicts. No? Yeah, I, you know, I think you are part type A and I think you're part type B. There's things I'm really type A about and then there's other things you where i You do I'm have like, a very driver care. personality with certain things and getting things done. But then... At times, you're, you're not too worried about things. It's just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think I can appear too as sort of type B personality, but I'm very type A at times. You're type A with work maybe, and not so much at home. Like, I think we have different areas where we're type A and type B. And I, maybe that's not possible. I don't know. But I don't know if either of us is one or the other. Again, I think we balance each other out. I think so too. Yes. Well, that's all the assumptions. <laughs> that we either needed to confirm or debunk. I think that's fun though, because I think it's also important to remember when you're following someone online or even like your friends or people in your life, like there's so many things we assume to be true about people based on like a small window that we see of their lives. And there's so much going on behind the scenes that's not necessarily the truth. That's right. Like people say we have the perfect marriage. And I do think we've worked really hard to have a good marriage it's not perfect. Like we definitely still have arguments. We definitely don't see eye to eye on a lot of the things. Like we have different priorities. Like it's not just like all hearts and sparkles, but we work at it. Like it's something that we're working at all the time. And I think it's hard to call any marriage perfect. There's always- What's that even mean? Yeah. Well, it's like- Is it perfect or does it appear perfect or is it really perfect or- Yeah. How many people do you see, though, they end up getting divorced and everyone's like shocked that they're getting divorced because it looked like they had the perfect marriage. It's like, well, they never fought. They, you know, had it all together. It's like, well. Or they're both so great, you know. It's like, yeah, they're, they're great individually, but not together. Yeah, but it's like, well, if they're never fighting, if they're never having an argument or a disagreement, then someone's not saying something about something, you know. And you can only hold that inside for so long until you just can't take it anymore. And you don't even know what you would have an argument about because it's been so many things that you've just kept down. So anyway, we like to talk about things. We actively work at our marriage. It's getting close to eight. I think you got it. Yeah, I got to get rolling. You got to get rolling. Thanks for this. Thanks for listening, guys. See you in the next one. Thanks so much for tuning in. You guys know the drill. If this resonated, share it with someone who you think will love it too. And if you haven't already, I would be forever grateful if you could head on over to iTunes and give the show a rating and a review. And if you're craving more stepmom content, want to connect with me and stepmoms from all over the world and get access to exclusive content with all my favorite experts, be sure to check out the exclusive stepmom community, www.jamieskimger.com forward slash membership. Members also get access to my online magazine and can listen in on coaching calls with fellow stepmoms. www.jamiescrimshire.com forward slash membership. Love you guys. We'll chat with you next week.